0: Got it. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to HigherPrice.com. That's HigherPrice.com. Oh, uh, look at Stephen A. drinking from that coffee cup so that uh, is labeled Cowboys fans tears. Some things are just predictable and reassuring. And
1: stupid. Which is cra- more obnoxious, his delight in them losing or Skip Bayless's... His anger. It, yeah. it, it's one and the same. It's all It's all theatrical. Staged.
2: It's yeah. all performative and theatrical. And
0: Anywho, uh, Jarrett oh, poses the questions nuts. on Twitter. You answer them. Sarah mines through the gold. We call it social studies and it's happening right now. Hi, Yes. Sarah.
3: Hello. Welcome into social studies, everybody. We are on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. I noticed that our following is starting to grow a little bit recently, so thank you to our new followers. Hello. Again, at Bickley underscore Murata. What's that number up to, by the way? Uh, it's 19.4. 19, yeah,
1: 19,452. Ooh,
3: you've got the Exactly.
1: So let's get five hundred and forty-eight followers by the end of this segment. Sure. With that always works. A Cool 20K.
0: <laughs>
1: right. underscore if
3: you're follower Deal. number 20, we can offer you 20,000. <laughs> a high five in passing. Yeah. All right. Our undying respect. That's right. All right, let's start with the latest on the Arizona Cardinals coaching search. Aaron Glenn had his interview with the Cardinals over the weekend. We had a guest on earlier in the show, a Tim Twentyman, to talk about the Lions defensive coordinator. Damico Ryans, apparently Cancelled his interview with the Cardinals over the weekend, and then Brian Flores is supposed to be interviewing with the Cardinals today. So, open-ended question, guys. Just generally, what are your thoughts on the Cardinals' coaching search so far? Are you are you feeling good about it? How are you feeling about it? Let's go while
0: we're young. Now, I mean, you could say that for four other teams that are conducting coaching searches, too. Yeah. I don't know how much of this is just passing time, gathering information until the playoffs are more completed because these candidates are, you know, coaching teams that are still alive. I don't know. I, I And I, I always go back and I... I curse myself for not documenting the coaching search more in a more detailed fashion to see when things happen on the on the calendar. Right, but it just seems like everybody's dragging their feet right now. I feel pretty good overall about the list of candidates and the difference of candidates that they've uh, chosen to pursue or interview. Uh huh. But I still don't have any beat on what they're going to do right now, so the uncertainty is a little I, weird.
2: Yeah, I was um I was very 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 enthusiastic when I thought that they were in the running for. Sean Payton mm-hmm. when they hired Monty Austin for it I thought okay that's that checks that box but this also probably means they're not in on Sean Payton I, I, I've kind of been um, a little worried ever since but I, I, I do think that there's some good candidates out there so uh, I'm waiting for them to finish the job with a solid hire
3: yeah Getting to some of our listener responses. How do they feel about the Arizona Cardinals coaching search so far? Rich White says the Cardinals are doing this correctly. They're interviewing a bunch of candidates, doing their due diligence. D'Amico Ryans obviously is going to Houston. He says Sean Payton is too costly. We will get a good coach when the dust settles. All right. Jason Schaff does not like the goalpost moving regarding Sean Payton. He says any organization... that wants to win should at least interview him before dismissing him entirely. Okay. Do you feel like that's, the Cardinals are dismissing him, or is fair. it from, coming from the other side? It hasn't.
0: I mean, it hasn't been said or reported. The Cardinals are no longer interested in talking to Sean Payton. It's just mm-hmm. been this week long. There's something happening. Yeah. We don't know.
3: Yeah. Brian Barger says the Cardinals should have led with trading the team jet for Sean Payton. <laughs> no. Seth D. That would cover it. Right. Right. Seth D. Is reading it negatively. He's says, clearly coaches don't want to come here. You guys think there's any truth to that? No, no, no. I, I do think that there is probably a trepidation. Which is totally fair. Yeah, I think. All right. And finally, from Bad Take Sports. Way to announce yourself there, Bad Take Sports. He says... <laughs> She says, at this point, it doesn't matter who the coach is. As currently constructed, the Cardinals are going to top out as a six-win team. As you can see in the playoffs, the quality of the players really matter, especially at quarterback. Any truth to that?
0: Six no, win team? that's way too... Premature to say yeah. that. Yeah, there's still free agency trades in the draft. Right? There's going to be we too can... much
1: roster turnover to
0: predict. Oh, right now, there is now. no be so idea much, what this yeah. team is going to look like. True.
3: All right, let's get to our next but question.
0: They did advertise it correctly by saying "bad take sports." Oh.
3: <laughs> I'm joking. Are you? He's not joking. On Ah, this particular ah, front, ah. maybe not. (laughs) Okay, let's get to our next question. Sticking in the NFL, though, which of the four remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs have been most impressive to you? This whole season or in the playoffs, Jarrett?
1: Have been most impressive to you. Period. You could define it however you want. Okay. That's most impressive. Wow, Who wild. are you most impressed with right now?
3: Okay, so those four are Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Wow, you can make an argument for all of them. Some of our listeners have.
1: I'm going to keep it local. Brock Purdy.
3: Brock me Amadeus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to brock and roll all night and Purdy every day. <laughs>
3: He's gonna
2: brock this town. Why didn't you just it Why didn't out. you just record that song instead of ruin that? I didn't come up because I didn't. Ah, I didn't come up. Okay. With that. I,
1: saw, I okay. saw that tweet.
2: That's a that's a hard question because for Joe Burrow to go into Buffalo and win that game as convincingly as they did, including having a touchdown pass yanked from them by officiating, what a, a terrible, ridiculous wasn't that one of the worst? That to me, and I don't do conspiracy theories. That to me felt like somebody trying to keep the Bills in the football game. Huh?
1: It was the ultimate letter of the love or spirit of the game because that was a catch come yeah, of on of course it was
2: a catch so uh anyway so you can make a case for joe burrow but brock purdy is again this is the 49ers threw up all that draft capital to get trey lance and now they're doing this with the last pick in the draft it's just it's wild no. it's wild I, brock
3: purdy has to be the answer mm-hmm. okay i'm going He got 25% of the votes, but still 60% of our voters say Joe Burrow has been most impressive of the four quarterbacks left. Again, 25% for Brock Purdy, 10% for Jalen Hurts, only 6% say Patrick Mahomes. Victim of his own success. Yeah, he's been
0: too good for too long. Exactly,
3: we're bored with it. Daylight Film says beating Buffalo in the snow on the road, missing three starters on the offensive line. That is impressive, Joe Burrow. Joey B is ice cold, says dude in the desert. He's been that guy since college. It's hard not to be impressed with Purdy, considering he faced the Dallas, de- uh, Dallas defense and did not turn the ball over. That is true on Burrow. I mean,
0: I was told if you lose more than a couple starters on your offensive line winning a game is impossible. I don't know where I heard that from.
3: Sounds but. familiar. So I'm a bell. I don't know. <laughs> finally, Tim Walgren says he's impressed with all four quarterbacks, but for different reasons. Brock Purdy, because he's a rookie. Joe Burrow, for his leadership capabilities. Patrick Mahomes, for his toughness. Jalen Hurts, for the way he has improved. And then finally... <sighs> Dan Bickley just shared a stunning science fact at the start of today's I show. did. Stunning. Yes. Yeah, I, it was unbelievable. And Stopped it was, me in my tracks. It was it was that <laughs> getting sleep, getting a good amount getting of sleep. Getting more sleep than normal,
2: studies have shown improves the mood of the people the following day. What? Wow,
1: Stunning results to a, to a survey that was worth every penny paid for it. Yeah. Can you please grant me $1 billion grant? <laughs> And I will tell you what happens when you get less sleep than normal. <laughs> I can tell you right now without no, any No, forget it.
3: Don't give it away. <laughs> no. Mini. no, it's science. Let's get that money first. Okay. So we are asking our listeners, what is the most obvious thing that you never knew or realized until recently? How brainwashable people happen to be. Okay. There is that. Tell me more so I can ah. believe what you believe. <laughs> well, I know. I'm going to stop right there. Clever?
0: Uh, for me, it's not the most recent, but it's the first one that popped into my head. And it is quite recent. In the last couple of years, I only figured out or was made aware of what the little arrow is on uh, your gas gauge oh, in your car means. Oh, yeah. wow. I always see people thats uh, good. I like you know, that. contorting their bodies and, and uh, gas hoses to try yes. to fit them in
3: and now I know what it means. Yes, now, now you know which direction you need to come in from. Yeah. Okay, a couple great ones here. David Deaton says this wasn't recent but in high school when I learned the five romantic languages they get that designation from the Roman Empire not because they sound sexy. <laughs> the romance language <laughs> Just, what is yes, it? Spanish, Italian, Romanian, Spanish, 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 Portuguese. French. French, yeah. I have sexy. never heard of
1: that.
2: Oh, oh really? I've never really? heard, heard of the five romantic languages. I've, that's the first I've ever heard of that.
3: Yeah. And it's also,
1: high. it's, they're all very similar, sort of. Like French, Spanish. Yes, yeah, are. there's a lot of bleed over here. Right? Italian.
3: Fozzie says the number settings on most toasters are not for the level of toastiness. It's the actual minutes needed to toast. One, three, five. Is I've not right? confirmed that. I didn't know that. Fozzie I know. just taught me All something. I know
0: is if I mess with my toaster even a little bit, my, <laughs> my toast
1: gets ruined. <laughs> it goes from... <laughs> Barely a toasted A to piece of like bread just, To black yeah, Exactly
3: Absolutely uh, And then finally Lacey says When you have memory loss Everything blows your mind Like I just discovered I've got two kids Amazing What?
0: <laughs> Congrats Lacey I like what J-Rod Cards uh, shared oh. Shared this with his class last week The division symbol Which is the dot The line and the dot Is a fraction The two dots represent numbers I never knew that Until I read that this morning Me neither I had no clue. Yeah. I had no freaking clue. Isn't life great. We could still learn this late in life.
3: He also mentioned <laughs> you, Bick. Mm. Oh, where was it? He he. Somewhere he tweeted, so sorry to Dan Bickley's kids. I actually didn't know that when I was teaching his kids. <laughs> so J-Rod, Gardner, J-Rod we're at, Cards, oh, just so away. you know, little Cole's
2: been a disaster in math ever since you left. <laughs> just so you know, man. Maybe. Take that to heart. Maybe uh, he's available for some tutoring. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. Thanks to everybody who uh, participates on a daily basis. On social studies, where does it happen? At Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. Coming up next, we dive deeper into the offseason for the Arizona Cardinals. Still no coach in place. Could that change in the very near future? That and more next. Bickley Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. A free Zoom consult at KingLasic.com.
2: Dan Pickley, Vince Morada. Pickley and Morada Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan
1: Quinn just wrapped up a roughly one-hour virtual interview for the Cardinals' head coaching job one day after Quinn also met virtually with the Colts and in person with the Broncos in Dallas. Quinn is a hot name. Again, no surprise, he's built one of the NFL's toughest defenses in Dallas. And some of these head coaching searches could progress in the coming days, including in Denver, where Quinn has always been one of the top candidates. There was urgency to get all these interviews done now because if the Cowboys beat the 49ers on Sunday, Quinn would not be eligible to interview with any team for at least another week.
0: Yeah, that's uh, Tom Palacero from NFL Network over the weekend about uh, Dan Quinn, former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, current defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, had a long run as a DC at Seattle uh, before the Atlanta gig, uh, wrapped up a virtual interview with the Arizona Cardinals, a one-hour session over the weekend, and... It's kind of a late name to this mix, late name to the party. Hey, Dan Quinn's on the candidate list for the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's a reason why there hasn't been a whole lot of buzz about him as a Cardinals candidate. I just want to say this. Mm -hmm. You've been beating the drum. I've been beating the drum. We both are looking for the Cardinals to rebound with somebody with real, tangible head coaching experience in the league. Dan Quinn's got that five and a half years as head coach of the Falcons. By the way, took them in his second year to the Super Bowl and was up 28-3. Yeah, And it wasn't Dan Quinn's fault they lost that game. 10-6 uh, and six followed that up with another playoff appearance the next year, then back-to-back seven and nine seasons, and then was fired in the pandemic year of 2020 after the Falcons got off to an 0-5 start. Um, look, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately late, business, but... That's a pretty strong point for any candidate in this year's coaching search. Hey, I took the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl, by the way.
2: Yeah, but he's also he also had a prolonged. I just don't recall him being that impactful as a head coach. Then again, I I, I don't pay much attention to that franchise he worked for, so true. I don't know. I, I don't know how to process him. To be honest with you, I really don't. So you don't uh,
0: you don't have a him a, a defined spot for him on your personal pecking no. order. I put him pretty high. Okay. Yeah. Flores, Reich, Quinn. Of course, this is all still with the Sean Payton cloud hanging overhead, which maybe maybe. I think this is going to be right now. I feel this is going to be much ado about nothing. And I'm not just saying Payton and the Cardinals. I'm saying Payton and a return to the sidelines. I'm not sure it's going to happen this year.
2: Yeah, I, I I'm kind of with you on that. It it, it really to me it comes down to what does Sean Payton think about Russell Wilson? Does he really believe that Russell Wilson still has X amount of elite years ahead of him that he just needs to get back on track? If he really believes that, I'm sure he will take the Denver job because I, the, Denver's willing to give him whatever he wants. From what I've can he's got ascertain. a second
1: interview this week.
2: So, but again, if, if Sean Payton was waiting for the cowboy thing to shake loose to see what was going on with Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones just gave McCarthy a vote of confidence yep. that he's safe, then maybe that maybe that's about to drop one way or another. This is uh, Jerry Jones after the loss last night. Coach
0: no,
3: McCarthy, does a result like this change anything in your mind with him? No, 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 and uh, uh,
0: their decision.
2: This is
0: uh, this is uh, very uh, significant. To not and I know a lot of people will say, "Okay, it, Jerry Jones, yeah, it doesn't change your thoughts on, on Mike McCarthy." They got back-to-back 12-win seasons. They made progress this year, mm-hmm. and Jerry Jones has not been a guy. Even if a guy is underachieved as a head coach, how many years did Jason Garrett get? Jerry Jones appears to be one of the more patient owners when it comes to dealing with, you know, falling short. You know, he's the owner of a franchise, and we'll bring this up again. With that loss yesterday, they have failed to reach a conference championship game every year since ni- the 1995 season. Yeah. For America's team, that's a long drought, but Jerry
2: Jones is not a hair-trigger kind of guy. No, no, but he's also he's also not a share the spotlight or or get out of the spotlight kind of guy, so he 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 tends to show favoritism to the head coaches who 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 let him kind of do his thing, you know and who who show deference to Jerry the way that he wants yeah, you know, I don't think he's doing a Jimmy Johnson again anytime soon no I mean, that was an extreme example yeah. Yeah, and and listen, so so I don't know. I uh, again, I I'm not, I'm not sure where they're going with that whole thing. That that is quite a stat, though. I saw that stat yesterday that the that the Dallas Cowboys have not been to a Super Bowl in forever. Yeah, the last twelve one. playoff appearances since '95, and they haven't been to a Super Bowl. have been to a championship. Haven't they, been to an, uh, an NFC Championship game since that year. That was the year they beat the
0: Steelers. Wow. In the Super Bowl in Sun Devil in Stadium. In Sun Devil Stadium. Which yep. is the year I started in radio. Wow. That's a long-ass time. Yeah. Yeah? How about it? <laughs> I was a mere pup. Where have the years gone, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about this? I wonder Mike? that myself, brother. Ma- Mike McCarthy last night. Um, Brett Maher got an extra point Blocked. He was going to miss that extra point. It was veering left. It was probably fortunate for him that it was blocked. He's missed six extra points in his last three games. He did kick two field goals. That's a seven-point game, though. The Cowboys, we were talking about this at the Suns game before it started. If the Cowboys would have scored, what would they have done? Mike McCarthy cleared that up. After the game, in the reality of it, you know, you know,
3: we when we got the ball back, you know, obviously the next to the last series, you know, the, the plan was to go down and score and go for two to, for the win. So I mean, that's that was the thought process, but that that had more to do with, you know, I just felt like our defense was on the field a long time, and uh, you know, I, I thought we we picked it up in certain areas in the second half, uh, but said so we just came up short.
2: Imagine those possibilities, though. It, it, it's always easy for coaches
0: to say that after the game. Yes. Uh, in in real time, maybe you shy away from that because it does come down to one play. Do you take your chances yeah. in overtime? But could you imagine if it came down to an extra point to send a game to overtime or win it for the
1: Cowboys?
0: <laughs> and you're relying on a guy that has had the most severe case of kicker yips in the postseason we've <clears> ever seen.
2: And they brought in another guy and still stuck with Maher. A- after, after that first extra point was blocked, I'm like, I don't know if I can watch any more of this. This is just too... This is just too wrenching. Yeah. Well,
1: the this the human failure at its worst. The Cowboys were very thoughtful and didn't score another touchdown that the is entire true. game. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> and by the way, his
0: counterpart, Robbie
1: Gold of the uh, 49ers,
0: yeah. in his playoff career, has attempted a total of 67 extra points and field goals. And has never missed. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he is just so money. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. He's so money and he doesn't even he know doesn't it. He doesn't even. You're so money and you don't even know it. These big claws, man. <laughs> text
0: your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, we will review the weekend and hand out some awards. Hardware. Straight ahead, it's Pickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader.
2: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. weekly and Marana Mornings. Handing out the
1: hardware.
0: Hardware is our version of the award show. We give it out on Mondays. It's brought to you by our friends at Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with Revitalize Proud Nutrition Partner of your Phoenix Suns. Yeah, we just create awards based on what we saw. We do. We hand them out. We like to
2: award people. I want to start us off, Vic? Sure, I'll start us out, Vinny. The Time Traveler Award I'm giving to 49ers GM John Lynch for the people who watched the game, and I know you are at the Suns arena at this point in time. But near the end of the game, they went to a replay on a third down completion that they overturned, and they showed John Lynch up in the up in his suite, and he's like waving incomplete. Yeah. Literally seconds later, he's walking onto the sideline, <laughs> and uh, everybody had the same reaction, like. How in the hell did he get there so fast? They got a
0: slide like it's a Miller know. Park. I
2: <laughs> Miller Park. He come right down. He's Bernie Brewer. It was, it was, it was really, it was like, wait a minute, now. what? Yeah. He was up there going incomplete and they like talked for two and then here he's walking on the sideline. You're like, how did that happen? <laughs> Shapeshifter. Isn't the, that weird? The prestige. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go back
0: and watch that. Now. All right. Yeah, yeah that's people that were deal. losing their minds. Yeah. that's weird. Unless they had footage from way earlier in the game, and they just deceived us with what they showed. Ah. Uh, my first award is the Wally Backman Award, and I'm giving it to Ed Reed, former <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> champion. Who uh, announced over the weekend he is no longer the head football coach at Bethune-Cookman. Did you
2: follow this story at all? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And Reed
0: uh, posted a social media video Mm -hmm. where he's riding around in a golf cart, just expletive-filled video about how much trash was on campus and how I shouldn't be doing this bleep because I'm not even bleeping under contract yet. I shouldn't even do this. And then, uh, after weeks of negotiation, uh, Reed tweeted the announcement, uh, I've been informed that the university won't be ratifying my contract and won't make good on the agreement we had in principle, which had provisions and resources best needed to support the student-athletes. So a big, high-profile HBCU hiring will not come to fruition. No. Ed Reed won't coach
1: a game at Bethune-Cookman. He chose not to let Beth cook. Named it Ch- War Bethune, for that matter. Bethune, yeah. yeah. Well, they always say Beth Cook on the bottom of the Speaking scroll of there.
2: Bethoons, I mean Bethunes. What do you got, Jarrett? What do you got, you Bethune? What do you got, Ferret? You Bethoon?
1: My. <laughs> my first award is the Kicking a Man When He's Down Because of Kicking Award. And it goes to Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Who, after the first block extra point, tweeted, "I swear I can kick as good as the Dallas Cowboys kicker. I believe it's as well as their governor, but even still, that's kind of a shot from the uh, the you know tweet out about your home uh, state team. There, I love well, when
2: the- especially since Greg Abbott
1: is in a wheelchair.
2: <sighs> Is he? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Next level. That's next level trolling, is what oh, that is. I, All right, I, I'm get out sure there. I knew that.
0: Get out there, Gov. Let's see what you got. Ah. I I really can't stand when anybody makes that claim. Like I could do that. Just, yeah. I forget what it was. You? After some high profile struggles by a kicker, there was uh, some media event. And people lined up in Chicago. Do you remember people trying to kick field goals on the oh. ice? Oh, yeah. And all these fat slobs were falling all over uh-huh. themselves. Yeah, I, I remember that. You remember kick, that? Pulling muscles, hurting I themselves. I can do it.
2: Roof, roof, roof. Go no, Bears. You, no, you can't. No, you can't. Right. Here,
0: we're hold my bratwurst.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I got to kick my, this field hold goal. Hold
2: hot dog with mustard. <laughs> I would have kicked it better if I was kicking off the carpet. (laughs) Carpet. (laughs) Oh, jeez.
3: All right. This is the Perhaps I Will Get Into Sports Betting Award. It goes to a man named Cameron Craig. Did you see this? This better. No. Correctly guessed... Who would score a touchdown first in all four of the NFL playoffs games over the weekend? He he correctly guessed all four of them. Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, Jamar Chase, and he just needed Dalton Schultz to score first in the Cowboys-Niners game, which the Niners had already kicked a field goal, but still no touchdowns at that point. Schultz scored in the second quarter, and with that touchdown, he turned, this guy Cameron Craig, turned a free $5 bet. Into $72,795. That's all? That
0: seems like those odds would be so astronomical it would be more. I mean, it's a great turnaround for him. I
3: like that turnaround. The
0: key is bet on tight ends, apparently. Exactly. And Jamar Chase. Chase. Yes.
2: Wild. That's nuts. Free
3: $5
2: that's very, very, yeah, that's that's quite interesting. Uh, the worst play ever award I am giving to that that abomination we saw at the end of the 49ers Cowboys game when Ezekiel Elliott lined up his center and got trucked. The ball went to a receiver who got trucked. I want to see what that play was supposed
1: to look like. The ball went to the receiver seven yards ahead on a end Shut of up, game Shut up, Jared.
2: Let me finish my award. I would like to see that play run and just scrimmaged just to see what it was supposed to be. Wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. I...
2: (laughs) There's a golf equivalent. Somebody said this is, if you were a golfer, this was the equivalent of having to hole out from 275 yards on the 18th hole to force a playoff. So you wait for the green to clear, you pull out a three wood, you drill one off the tree directly in front of you, it ricochets back and hits your squ- your caddy square in the jewels. That's what the equivalent is.
1: Mm. Somebody said this, some, something along the lines like... The cow- Cowboys ran a play, a play that worked over and over again in practice. But the first time there's a defense playing against it, all <laughs> right, of a sudden it didn't work,
0: right?
3: <laughs>
1: Just the, the image of Ezekiel Elliott as
0: the center all by himself, snapping the ball to Dak Prescott and absolutely getting, we used to call it canning, canning right. the center. Right. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, my last award is the End of an Era Award. Uh, For 56 years, through 56 Super Bowls, there had been one journalist who had attended and covered every single Super Bowl. And that is coming Jerry to great. an end. Jerry yeah, Green I knew from the Jerry Detroit Green. News. Yeah. Great guy. Was the only guy who had covered all 56 Super Bowls starting with the Green Bay-Kansas City game in 1967. Before it was even called the Super Bowl. But he's 94 years old, citing health issues. He said he's not making the trip here to the Valley this year. And will watch this year's game from home.
3: Hmm. Sad. A new streak begins. Yes.
0: wonder how many people have been uh, as fans to all 56. got to be some of those. Those people, right? Yeah, gotta be wow. some really
3: rich people out there.
2: I don't know. That would be quite something, wouldn't it? Yeah. To be at all fifty-six Super Bowls. Well, I got the first ticket for two
0: dollars and four cents. <laughs>
1: what do you got, Jarrett? My last award is the Apple and the Tree Award, and it goes to Brandon Marada. Oh, oh, who quote tweeted a tweet saying how Spotify has revealed that never let me down again. Damn it, Jarrett. What damn it, Jarrett? Go ahead.
3: It's the song of the damage, material. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: The sorry, I didn't know. The song that played during the credits of The Last of Us, which is the big new HBO show based on a video game, had a 520 percent increase in streams. This is a Depeche Mode song. Quote tweeted by Brandon Morata said, "Seeing people discover a fantastic band thanks to a fantastic show makes me so happy." So I guess he also is a big fan of Depeche Mode. Yes, your influence or. You found On his own. No, my
3: influence. Both of my kids
1: like uh, the music I listen to. Wow. It's quite refreshing. That's That's cool. cool. Yeah.
3: All right. This is the He's Still Got It Award. It's for Larry Legend. Larry Fitzgerald, (laughs) did you guys see this pickleball video circulating social media the last couple of days? I
1: actually saw three different ones.
3: Dude, he was getting heated on the pickleball court over the weekend. I don't know why this was organized. I know he's getting into pickleball, owning an Arizona team, but he was playing a barstool personality. Listen to this.
1: Yes, he's not. I told you he's
0: a coward. He's not beating me. Wow, he's a
1: coward. I beat
3: you three times You've never beat me before no, it's together. I'm so deep in your head I can't even I, I, <laughs> It's not even close like, oh, You it. coward
0: Man, heated
3: Fire Beck,
0: I know you have not yet played You've not gone down the pickleball road yet Get yourself a paddle. Let's throw down the challenge to Larry Fitzgerald and a partner. Me and you against Fitz We'd and somebody take else. Them out.
2: We'd take them out. I agree. I'd bet on us. <laughs> I would. Not in football, but in, in a game that resembles tennis and ping pong.
1: Yeah. We need to have a, a show pickleball tournament between the four of us. Oh, no, thank you.
3: <laughs> Sarah's out. I'm so bad. I've only tried it twice, and I'm truly terrible. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm embarrassed you by You seem all. like a natural athlete. I am, but not at that. Mm-hmm. You want to race? You me, know why, Jared? Because <laughs> pickleball doesn't really
2: require athleticism. I would like to race you.
3: Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right, let's do this.
0: Racing after the show in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hard me. work brought to you by Revitalize. Some final thoughts coming up on this Monday. Pickle and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
2: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Weekly and Murata Song of the Day The aforementioned Never Let Me Down Again by Depeche Mode And I had the... I looked this up because um, I didn't watch the show. The Last of Us on HBO started last week. It was a wildly popular video game from years ago. They made it into a television series, right? Okay. So I wake up last Monday morning to a message from my son, Brandon, who tweeted that. It's like. Last of Us first episode ended with Depeche Mode and I was like, Oh, I gotta go watch it. So I watched the last part of it just to see how it was implemented into the show. It was the very last scene into the closing credits. So apparently in the show, uh, it's a post apocalyptic world and songs from the eighties signify doom. And this song was from nineteen eighty seven, so oh, okay. it kinda sets the tone for episode two. You wanna talk about the power of television in the twenty twenties though, and what it does for old music? This song came out originally in nineteen eighty seven. Jarrett said, what, 520% Correct. increase in streams. Remember what Kate Bush is that's uh, up that no, hill? Oh, from, from Stranger Things. Yeah. Metallica had a song from Stranger Things that went through the roof. There's all these examples now of this great old oh, yeah. music being featured in television and a new audience. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And anytime I get a chance to play Depeche Mode, I and this is one of your favorite Depeche Mode songs, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. Yep. Yeah, I'm all down with that. Yeah. Well done. Today's song of the day, Depeche Mode, never let me down again.
1: Bickley and Maratha
0: going off the the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800 500 5200 or sweetjames.com. That song's very popular in the encores of Depeche Mode live shows, too, by the way.
2: yeah, In fact, in, in watching some live performances, I kind of deduce that. They always save that yeah, and for well, the encore section. The well, first
1: you, few chords sound just like Gimme Shelter by Rolling Stones. I, I always think that that's what's coming up. Really? I got it. Now I got to go back and research that.
0: Um. Friday night in Los Angeles, Lakers and Grizzlies.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) We had another fan getting into it with NBA players. This one ended a little different, though, because it wasn't just any fan. It was Shannon Sharp of Undisputed on Fox Sports One getting into it with uh, Dylan Brooks, with John Morant, with John Morant's dad. Steven Adams came over. If there's a guy you'd less least uh, less want to uh, mess with in the NBA than Steven Adams, I'd love to know who it is. Yeah. Shannon Sharp somehow got to keep his courtside team. I don't know how that happened. Oh, uh, I do. This morning on Undisputed, he uh, issued an apology.
3: As you probably have heard or have seen, Friday night um, at the Lakers game, I want to apologize for my behavior. Um, You know, guys, I've preached for the last six and a half years, responsibility and accountability. And I take full responsibility for what transpired. It does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. Me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up and I let it get out of hand. And I want to apologize to a few people. First of all, I want to apologize.
0: Yeah, you get it. Yeah, you apologizing, but somehow got to keep the seat. Listen, how many
2: people have been banned for less than that? Listen, I I find this. I've seen this in some ex-athletes, even some locally. Uh, Even above the, if you're above the age of fifty and your first inclination in conflict resolution is to fight, then you really need to grow up, first of all. And, And so that's criticism number one of Shannon Sharp, keeping his seat. You know why he kept the seat? He kept the seat because. It's Shannon Sharp is the guy that always defends LeBron f- throughout those full-on attacks from Skip Bayless. Yeah.
1: Probably, yeah. LeBron in the post game said he is a big supporter of yeah. Shannon Sharp. And yeah.
0: I wanted to be on the side of Dylan Brooks, but that's impossible because Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks acts, is Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, I think, <laughs> has bugged Patrick <laughs> Beverly off the most loathsome no, player yeah, in no the NBA. About that, but <laughs> former son's great. <laughs> Remember that whole thing? He was thing? a son in a rumor. Yeah. A misreported rumor. Um it was it was fun to watch Dylan Brooks struggle a little bit last night. He didn't need to punch Cam Johnson in the face the way he did, accidentally. Accidentally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This it happens to Cam Johnson a lot.
2: Accidentally. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah.
0: When he went down, I thought it was the first thought I had was uh, Cam Johnson again. This is his second game back after missing thirty seven games, and now he's going to be out with a concussion. Oh, I know. Thankfully, he finished the game. Did
2: you uh, did you see during his podcast, the most recent podcast that Patrick Peterson said Kirk Cousin might not have known what down it was when he checked down. Fourth down. I did not see that. Yeah, fourth uh, down and uh, what did they need? Eight? And he, eight, they got three? He a three-yard pass. It, it, that, that single decision has shaken everybody's faith. I'm talking about Twin Cities residents in Kirk Cousins. There's nothing Kirk Cousins could have done in that loss worse than what he did. Choosing to check down, throwing the ball before the sticks on a fourth and a fourth or go home. Yeah,
0: and that's the way your season that's the way your thirteen win season ends. Unbelievable. How about Patrick Peterson making that public for his for, oh, again, yeah. for the benefit yeah, yeah, of yeah. the podcast? Right, yeah.
2: Way to look out for your guy. Again, he yeah. gives great content, but yeah, right. could you imagine?
0: If you're Kirk Cousins and you're like, you see that headline come out and like, eh, dude, oh boy. that was supposed to yeah. be uh, kept yeah. in uh, yeah. in house. Thanks a lot. Patrick just Peterson also said, "I really want to re-sign with the
1: Vikings." That might not happen now <laughs> yeah. after that. I blame the Vikings coach for not putting Dalvin Cook at center on that final play.
2: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it worked poor, out as well. It was, it poor Ezekiel, he just got rolled. I, I really want to know what that play exactly. was supposed to look like.
0: I mean, how often could they practice that? You got your offensive line split out.
1: I didn't even know legally you were right? allowed to do that. You could
0: do that. Bill Belichick had some plays where he was very fast and loose with the offensive alignment. I mean, the casual fan, I, will be willing to admit, I don't know what the. You have to have five guys on the line of scrimmage, right? Or
1: yeah, right,
2: yeah. yeah, 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 something <laughs> what, like that. What a disaster. <laughs>
0: Well, I know Dallas, uh, in the previous possession, they were deep in their own territory, and they did end up getting the ball back. But do you think they should have gone for it? deep in their own territory with two minutes plus? Or do you it, think they were
2: right to punt the ball? I I don't know. I, again, it's, it's it, in, in that situation, I'm not, I'm not certain. They got the ball it was, back. What was it, 4th but... and 18? Wasn't it something ridiculous? I think it was 4th and 10 at their 18. Oh, okay, that's what it yeah, was? Okay. I think so. All right. Yeah, they probably should have gone for it. But you never know. It's like... You know, it was like at the end of the other game, and it was like, do you kick the field goal there or it, 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 the Buffalo-Kansas uh, City, the Buffalo-Cincinnati game, where they're, they're down by th- three scores, and you need a field goal at some point, but you went for it because, I don't know, It's these coaches don't know what they're doing. No, they're smarter than all of us. No, that's true, yeah. <laughs> they work a lot of hours, Vinny. They do. You know what what head football coaches in the NFL need? They need some sleep. They need a good night's sleep is
0: what they need. I think they're... They're all sleep-deprived. I heard this on the radio. (laughs) Yeah. That if the more sleep you get, the next day after getting increased sleep, your mood will be better. That's stunning. Huh? How did they...
2: How did they crack that code?
0: I am going to make it a point now. Every morning, to read that I, when board I downstairs. Leave, and when I come in, I'm going to read that video board.
2: You will read facts posted on that board. that will make you go. I cannot believe people wasted time researching this. Or just
0: your reaction is, duh, duh. <laughs> You read this board, you will have gained a fact that you didn't know before reading the board. (laughs) That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Tim Twentyman for uh, joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.